Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. There is so much talk about stock market crashes and individual stocks crashing, what will survive, what not. But we can talk as much as you want about that. There are three core fundamentals that are not discussed as much, but are even more important than whether stocks will crash or not. And these are the fundamentals that lead the average investor to strongly underperform the market. Over the last 20 years, the average investor achieved a return of 2.5%, while the S&P 500 achieved a return of 6.1%. That's a huge difference, and this is something we have to address, analyze, and prevent. And in this video, I want to share three core things that each of you have to know before investing in stocks. And it will give you a clear perspective so that you don't make the mistakes the average investor usually does that leads to those very, very bad returns. Apart from doing the right things when stock markets crash, I want to discuss also investing in individual stocks, mistakes there, and how many stocks perform well and how many perform bad from a statistical perspective. Then, how to approach investing from a probabilistic way, the Warren Buffett way of probabilities of gains and losses. And we'll discuss in another video the Kelly formula to discuss how much you should invest given a certain probabilistic outcome. And then I'll finish the video with some good news. Let's start with the content. And if you enjoy this content, please at any moment in time, click that like button. Or if you have any questions, please comment. So I said the average investor achieved a very poor return over the last 20 years compared to the SAP 500. Why did that happen? Well, we have seen ups and downs in the stock market. We have had two bear markets of 50% big declines, one bull market up 100% from 2002 to 2007, and then the huge bull market over the last 10 years. Why did investors do so badly? Well, because they did the wrong thing at the wrong moment in time, because they didn't have a clear perspective on what investing is and how to be ready for whatever can happen when it comes to investing. And this is exactly what this video is all about. How to be ready for whatever can happen when it comes to investing. The difference between 2.5 and 6.5% in returns is staggering and that is why this is so important. What happens? Usually the average investor looks at the news, they predict a stock market crash, they predict the world coming to an end, and then they usually sell at the wrong moment in time. Let's say they sold in 2008 and then said, okay, we are out of the market. And then when things get better, 2015, then they get back into the market. That is a 50% opportunity cost for the portfolio, which is why you can't really time the market and which is why you can't really predict the stock market crash. And you're playing a very dangerous game. If you start to listen to all those news about crashes, about how stocks will crash, etc., etc. Even if you, let's say, prevent one crash and then come in later when the situation normalizes, even then you don't do much better than the market. Actually, in this case, with a seven year break, avoiding the 2009 great crash, 
you are still below market performance. And this is the likely process that happens when people start thinking about stock market crashes and doing the wrong thing at the wrong moment in time. When stocks are down 10%, okay, it's a correction, it will likely pass, and that's correct statistically. When stocks are down 20%, okay, this is a bear market, perhaps we'll see a recession, there will be a recovery, I'm okay. Stocks drop 30%, hmm, this is getting dangerous, what should I do? I just lost 30% of my portfolio, I can't risk my retirement, hmm, what should I do? Then stocks are down 40%, oh, this is really bad news, this will get worse, the world as we know it will never be the same, I better sell and I protect what I have. Consequently, stocks, let's say, go down 41%, that's the market bottom, and we have a bull market ahead. These are the behavioral mistakes that many make, and one should be very careful to avoid such mistakes. And to avoid such mistakes, you need to have a clear perspective on what can happen when it comes to investing. And what can happen when it comes to investing? What's a certainty is that each asset class you own will drop 70% or more once or twice in your lifetime. That's a given. That's the likelihood of what will happen. So once or twice in your lifetime, stocks, bonds, cash, real estate, or something like that will drop hugely. And that's something you have to see whether you are ready, whether you can survive that. Only those who survive and accumulate wealth in the meantime during those crashes only those do very very good so this is not something whether there will be a crash or not this is something you have to know crashes will come the key is what am i going to do about it when it happens can i handle it can i tolerate it or not you can't really predict a crash you never know when it will happen and you never know what's the opportunity cost so the only option we have is to be ready. Also, when it comes to investing, this is the DAO borrowed from Monish Pabrai. So there can easily be 22, 25, 17, 20, 15, 20 years where stocks returns are zero. And that is something also you have to keep in mind. We don't know what will the future look like, but we have to keep in mind all the possible scenarios. If you can tolerate stocks going nowhere over the next 10-15 years, especially at current high, uh, relatively high valuations, and if you can tolerate a 50% market crash, you should not be investing in stocks and you should look at other options. That is the simple truth. Even the stock of Berkshire Hathaway since 1968 went down more than 40%, about 5 Times. That's a huge drop even for such a big business, such a great business as Berkshire is. Thus, we have to tolerate that, we have to allow for that and give that flexibility within our investing, within our lifestyle, within our financial portfolios. That's the key. If you can accept that flexibility, then you can be an investor into the stock market because then you'll be happier when something bad happens because you can accumulate more at much lower prices. That will actually give you a great return in the long run. That's the key. If you can't tolerate that, then you have to adjust your strategy so that you can tolerate those things. 
And this was about the stock market. Now it gets really ugly. Let's talk about individual stocks and the probabilities of outcomes when it comes to investing into individual stocks. And if you can't tolerate the stock market dropping 50%, then you should really be careful about tolerating investing into individual businesses. So this is the S&P 500 returns over the last 20 years from 1997 to 2017, okay, over 20 years, and you can see that 50% of stocks have a return that is lower than 50%. Over 20 years, that's below a 2% return. So 14% of the S&P 500 stocks deliver the return of minus 100 to minus 50% over 20 years. Another 15% went from minus 50 to zero. So 29, 30% of stocks of the S&P 500 delivered negative returns over 20 years. So 30% of stocks, three out of 10 negative returns. Add another 20%. So 50% of stocks included in the S&P 500 give you terrible returns. On the average, so this is the average return, the average return is much better because you have these companies, the 4% that become more than 10 beggars that justify all these bad, let's say, oh, especially these 50% of bad returns. And then these companies save for those companies and especially the 4% here. So 14% of stocks delivered negative returns, 15% between negative 50% and 0%, 20% up to 50% over 20 years, thus 50% of the S&P 500 delivered returns below 2% per year. These are staggering statistics and something to keep in mind. 24% of the winners that outperform the market will cover for all the losers. Thus, you have to be happy if you have less than 7.6 losers out of 10 investments. Do you uh, comprehend this? I invest in 10 stocks. 7.6 of those underperform the market are losers, are investing mistakes. I should have sticked to the S&P 500. And that's something we as investors in individual stocks have to accept and comprehend. That's as simple as that. Further, going deeper, found a nice research report from Bessenbinder and only 4% of the stocks since 1926 explain all the positive returns the stock market delivered since then. So only these 4% of stocks is what gives you the return. So four out of 100 is what you have to focus on for the great long-term returns. The other 96% of stocks since 1926 delivered a similar return to treasury bills. So $1 became $21. $1 invested in stocks became between $7,000 and $36,000 for amazing investing returns. But you have to understand the numbers game there that it will be ugly for many, many stocks out there. So if you do seven out of 10 mistakes, you will be an okay investor. If you have six out of 10 mistakes, you will be a really good investor and you will outperform the market. If you do five out of 10 
you will be at Buffett level investing. And if you do four mistakes out of 10, then you will be a genius. Thus, as I have an investing channel and I talk often about stock and stock analysis, and whenever I do a stock and then it goes down, then the comment is usually, oh, what an idiot. Oh, you should uh, give back your PhD. Oh, this stupid PhD, you dumbass, you whatever, you this, you that. And there is plenty of comments. But as investors, we have to understand the numbers behind investing in individual stocks. If I do, let's say, five mistakes out of 10 and five are good investments, after 15, 20 years, you'll put my golden statue in your bedroom and another in your hall when you enter your huge villa because that is how much money you will make. That is investing. Five out of 10 of those five some become great businesses and you just need four compounders, 4% of the investments to be the great compounders over the long term, then you are a wonderful, you are a great investor if you have more than 4% of the investments doing really, really good. And that's what we do on this channel. We try to improve the odds of investing. We don't try to be right on every stock. There will be mistakes. I can guarantee you I'll make a lot of mistakes but we are trying to improve the long-term odds by selecting those stocks that have the best probabilities, the best outcomes regarding the risk and reward. And then you say, okay, Sven, you often discuss very strange emerging market stocks, etc. If we focus on the best stocks, then the risk should be much lower. Look at this. This is the top 10 S&P 500 components for 2005. Top company, General Electric, Exxon, Microsoft Citigroup, Banks, PAG, Walmart, etc. Let's see how those fared. General Electric is down, what, 85% since 2005. Exxon down 20-something percent, covered up by the dividends, but still a pretty negative return, especially especially compared to the market. I don't even have to mention the banks and the return there. So it's not about the S&P 500, etc., or emerging markets. It's about finding quality businesses and understanding the risk and reward and trying to improve the odds in your favor. How to improve the odds in your favor? Well, 1989 shareholder meeting, Warren Buffett said the following, take the probability of loss times the amount of possible loss from the probability of gain times the amount of possible gain. That is what we are trying to do. It's imperfect, but that's what it's all about. And here I made a small table explaining Buffett's calculation. So we have in this case, I took my gut feeling for the S&P 500. Let's say that over the next 10 years, the S&P 500 will go to 6,000 points and I give a 70% chance for that happening because of inflationary pressures. Inflation, money printing, Fed buying ETFs likely in the future. So S&P 500 goes to 6,000. There is a 20% chance that it goes just to 3,000 points. Okay. Then I multiply that times the 20% chance and I have a value. Goes down to 1,500 points. Let's give it a 10% chance. And this is the value, the sum of values is the value of the S&P 500 in the next 10 years should be 4,950. 
if in case we have an economic depression for the next 5-10 years, it can be much lower. That would give a return of 6.2% per year, which is in line with current valuations. If I look at the return, total return is 83% up, 6.2% yearly return over 10 years. And something also more important here. Okay, this is the outcome. Okay, Sven says 6.2% return. Okay, I should put all my money in the S&P 500. Wait, another very important thing before doing that. What if this materializes? What if the 10% scenario materializes and in 10 years the value of the S&P 500 is 1500 points, not 6000, 1500. This is where it is about you and saying, okay, can I tolerate this? Okay, I'll have to work a little bit more, save a little bit more, invest and take advantage of the situation and then I can tolerate this. But if you can tolerate this, then you have to be very careful or at least know exactly what you're doing in order to prevent finding yourself in a bad financial situations because each of these scenarios can happen. These probabilities don't matter much when those scenarios happen. And then, as said, stocks can go down 50%, can crash all the time, and can stay down for a long period of time. And that's something you have to see whether you can tolerate it or survive it. So to sum up, stocks can fall 70% anytime. Keep that in mind when investing and be positioned so that if it happens, when it happens, you can survive it and go on with your life. If you can survive it, if you can tolerate, then you have to rethink everything and make sure the fundamentals are strong. And then you can invest peacefully. Whatever happens, you are okay. That's the core of investing. That's the first core of investing. The second core of investing, well, if I invest in individual stocks, there will be many, many mistakes. That's something I have to tolerate. I have to weed the flowers and cut the weeds. It's as simple as that. And then in a probabilistic way, I have to improve the odds of succeeding. And you improve the odds of succeeding by being emotionally disattached from the mistakes, from the downturns. That's why you have to make sure that it doesn't have an impact on your personal finances, on your decision making. And this is a game that few think about. Oh, we are going to listen to the news, stock market crash, stocks up 3%, down 2%. No, it's about how you feel, what action you make when you lose your job, when you have to pay your mortgage, when you divorce your spouse, when your kid needs to go to college, when you need surprising money and the stock market is crashing or where you are not reaching that target. That is when you have to make rational decisions. And this is what investing is all about. Plus knowing that 76% of the individual investments will not outperform the market and will look like mistakes. Can you invest into something where most of what you do will be looked like mistakes? And then every loss that we have psychologically hurts 2.5 times more than a similar gain. Therefore, those losses, and that's why investing is so difficult and so few succeed over the long term. And this is investing 
keep that in mind. There is also a report that I wrote, a 15-page report. If you want to read to these statistics, look at the links, at the sources. It's on my free stock market course. I have put the link to the course and to the PDF where you can enjoy it, read it calmly and see how these investing probabilities fit you. Also, if you like this video, please subscribe Click that notification bell so that you get notified when a video comes out. And now to end up with very, very good news, let me share this. So I live in a small country in Europe bordering Italy called Slovenia. I live here in the mountains and we have very good news today. We have eliminated the coronavirus. No more coronavirus in Slovenia. So we went into lockdown in March and uh, we had about 50 cases, 50 new cases each day and then declining over April and let's say since the end of April we have had one or two cases or just one a uh, few days ago. So no more cases of coronavirus after a two months lockdown. So it is possible to get rid of it, it is possible to solve the situation and with that positive note I want to wish you the same, that you get rid of corona wherever you are, that we get rid of this nasty virus and that we can go on with life as we knew it. Tomorrow we are visiting the capital, going for a pizza and enjoying our life. I wish you the same. If you want to check my book, whatever I do, other stock investments, analysis, my research platform with my mistakes, where I'll make many and see how those mistakes fit you, please also check my research platform. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.